Oh, Ralph Stein, is he, is he good? Or... <laughs> 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 Let's not take any chances. <laughs> yeah, that is a guy really cook things up for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm Gav. I'm Alex. I'm Joel. I'm Dave. And I'm Austin. And... Just like Fifty Shades of Grey, we lose control. Mm, it was either that or we fuck hard. <laughs> to be honest, which are both true, to be fair. Uh, funny story, I've just realised no, I've just realised now that I haven't amended my notes properly from the last couple of times. So the title I've actually got here is Fast and Furious Presents Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> which, that, 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 that might have been a film I'd want to watch. To be honest, Fast and Furious is probably a better synopsis for Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Seriously though, if you've never heard this show before, then hold on to your bedposts because we're about to give your ears a good flogging. <laughs> Essentially, we take a film and we put it on trial. It's a Simple as that. But there will also be a whole host of other hilarious shenanigans to keep you entertained, including a quiz, a caption contest, a xylophone, impressions, sound effects, and lots of banter. And so, who's doing sound effects for this one? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got them covered, Ozzy. Don't, don't worry. I don't need you to react, reenact anything. Okay, so um, this week's film on trial is Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. I got I'll do it a bit louder. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded yeah. like someone got punched and then ejaculated. <laughs> Pretty much is. That's the sound you spotted. That makes so, is it kinky? Or is it stinky? Mm. We're going to find out today. Judging by the kip of that red room, though, I think it's a bit of both. <laughs> um, now, I just, feel uncomfortable to <laughs> just to say, this will be a very spoilerific episode. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can either listen to this episode after you've watched the film. I rented it for about £2.50 on PlayStation and then technically rented it again on Amazon because Brucey... No, no, I didn't. Oh, didn't you? Didn't well, you rent it this time? Oh, thanks. I saw that panic message. For <laughs> <laughs> so you can either... Uh, or you can, what you can do is just trust our judgment. So alternatively, you can fast forward to this week's quiz brought to us by the lovely Alex, which we'll highlight in the comments section below. Now, before we go on, our last film on trial was... The Grand Budapest Hotel. What? Oh, right. We're getting a lot of mileage out of that. It's yeah. a lot of different things, doesn't it? It does. Different connotations. That cat was happy when he was getting thrown out the window. Um, so, uh, Joel, you judged that film and you deemed that it should be placed on the hit list. Now, did you make the right call? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to explain why, or are you done? No. <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you very much, Joel. Moving on now to Alex's film feels. Uh, I, thought, I, I thought I was going to get the squelch again. I, sorry, I, was, I, I was expecting a squelch as well. Uh, this one was pretty easy to come up with. Um, this film's pretty much all about its sex scenes, so what's the best sex scene you've seen in a film? Um, I come on. Legend of Ron Burgundy. Interesting. Oh, okay. Like with all those cartoons and the... Uh, yeah, the unicorn and, yeah, you know, yeah. the rainbows and everything. Yeah, I just remember thinking that was pretty funny. Very creative, yeah. Very yeah. funny. So um, you automatically went comedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know God. What? Why don't you give yours then, if that... 
Well, we've already covered it. It's that time Jim smashed the pie in American Pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny that you also went for comedy. <laughs> no. I'm yeah. going to go with... Mine's not comedy, but it's, it's, it's adrenaline-filled. No. It's crank, where he has to keep his um, no. adrenaline and blood pressure above a certain oh, yeah. point. So he decides to smash Amy Smart. So that he doesn't die. <laughs> I mean, if, the, if there's ever a good reason to have a sex scene, I'm sure so that's that in the script die. as well. <laughs> Statham now smashes smile. <laughs> um, so, I, seriously, my one, I think like a good sex scene needs to look like um, both of the actors have got good chemistry. It needs to um, be, for me, equal parts as well. So, what I don't like is when you're watching films. And the sex scene comes up and it's just focused on the woman. And it's just like, oh, here we go. It, well, you know, straight sex scenes anyway. It, it, it's just, uh, you know, a, an excuse to look at some arse and tits. I like it when there's equal amounts. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. Of, of, no it's it's fair game because it's, 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 it's an actual sex scene then. It's yeah, not no, just definitely. like it's used for, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's not just stuff got put on it. Exactly, exactly. So for me... Don't look now. Yes. I was thinking yeah. don't look now. Which has always yeah. got that thing, was it actually just you yeah. know, an unsimulated sex scene? There's a healthy amount of Donald Sutherland's dong in that, and <laughs> I am up for that. Just the right, just the right amount. Not too much, not too little. Just the right amount just of Donald right, Sutherland's right. dong. But I, so uh, the, oh, another one, I just wanted to quickly point in, that really, really enjoyed, uh, quite, uh, saw quite recently, was uh, the one in Rocketman. Um, now, for me, it's very rare that studios have the guts to show like a gay sex scene in a Hollywood blockbuster film. And when they do, it's often like glamorized or it's like under the covers sort of PG. Um, and I know that the studios were considering removing the gay sex scene from um, uh, Rocket Man. Were they really? Yeah. Oh but God. Taron Edgerton was like fighting for it and he was saying, no, this is a really important part of the film. And so they kept it in. And, you know, admittedly, it could have been, it could have been longer, but... For me, it was like it was actually really well done. It was really well filmed. Good proportions and, of everyone's tongue. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was. I mean, like, who's not going to turn down a healthy amount of Richard Madden and Taron Egerton's arse? Because you know, but no, for me, it just felt natural, and it, you know, that was really good. It was just like a natural sex scene, and, and I, I really enjoyed it. To be honest, I would. I'd kind of leading on from that. I would actually. Have you have you seen Moonlight? Yes, I think there's a really nice scene. It's like not a. It's like a full sex scene, but there's just a bit where they go down to the beach yeah, yeah. and they're quite young. And it's a very, it's a very tender scene, not just between two boys, but also between two sort of like young people as well. And yeah. you don't really often see it, like actually love being shown between two young people who are just blossoming into their sexuality. Yes. And that scene when they're on the beach together and it's they're like sort of holding... Handjob scene. Handjob scene. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Summed it up. No I was kind of going for it. It's go, going up there, Ozzy. You pull it down. Oh, what, when you gave him a handjob? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it is, it is exact, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. So I was thinking about that, but I was like, does that constitute as a sex scene? I would say I yes. I think it does, yeah. I would say yes. Okay, yeah. Because that was very good. But but like I think you I think you mentioned this to me when after I'd watched it it wasn't just the fact that it was between like two males as well it was the fact that it was like a tender scene between two you know adolescents as well yeah exactly really, really so many times good. in like films where it's showing uh, you know the, the story of a, a young gay man coming to terms with sexuality he's, it's often like this is a this is a trait that I hate it's like um like a sort of more dominant um older man kind of yeah. showing them the ropes and maybe taking advantage. Yes, yeah, yeah, And yeah. it was just refreshing and really nice to see just two young men just showing tenderness. It, it's almost like an island of kind of peace and hope in that film as well, because obviously a lot of it's quite rough watching a lot of that film. Mm. So I just thought, yeah, I just thought that. The whole film was amazing, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. It. 
Oh, well, Dave, beat that. Beat that now. Beat the handjob on the beach. <laughs> You're going to say American Pie 2. <laughs> I can't. I was genuinely going to say don't look now. So oh. so that's gone. Um, in, in the absence of that, I'll bring it back to comedy and say Hot Shots Part 2. Oh, oh yes. good one. With the olive. Good one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's really memorable, isn't it? That's brilliant. Oh, have you seen Naked Gun 2? Have you seen that bit where it's oh, basically like, that. honestly, it's just a montage of hilarious images of like trains oh, right, going yeah. into tunnels, oh, yeah. oil dikes exploding <laughs> and stuff like that. It's, it's really well, a good, great montage. Right. So um, thank you very much for that, Alex. Hey. There we go. We got it in the end. Hey? We got it in the end. Okay. So on to the bulk of the show. So this week's film on trial, as we said before, is Fifty Shades of Grey. Hang on. <laughs> Fuck it. What, 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 what are you reaching for? <laughs> so, supposed, supposed to be whippy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's it. Ooh, whip, whip that whip. Um, anyway, right. Uh, so it has it hasn't been picked out of the hat at random, but it, it was instead recommended to us by. I, I, I've forgotten to write down the name. Alex Bruce. No, <laughs> it wasn't Alex uh, Bruce. I picked it out of the suggestions. Okay. And uh, for the life of me, I've forgotten. It, uh, the uh, hippie... Um, no oh, idea. No, sorry. We'll, we'll, look, we'll look it up and say later. Yeah, we'll, we'll edit this later. Okay. Um, so all of the roles have also been picked out at the hat at random. So in the role of defence and trying to get this film placed on the hit list will be me and Joel. Now, Joel is a little bit like Christian Grey. He's quiet, sullen... And he does have a playroom, uh, although <laughs> it mainly consists of gaming equipment and the only chains in there are the ones on his bike. Um, <laughs> now, I'm just like Anastasia Steele. I regularly have to sign documents to allow people to put stuff up my bum. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm obviously referring to my annual colonoscopy and sure, sure. my prenup as well. Um, now, <laughs> acting as... I like the way you said obviously then. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah. Um, now, acting as prosecution and trying to get this film placed on the shit list will be Alex and Ozzy. Now, Alex is also a little bit like Christian Grey. He's well-read, cultured, and his house has an incredibly smelly room. <laughs> it's the one with the fridge in. <laughs> I mean, that fridge smells like the one that All in- right. Indiana Jones got blown up in. <laughs> and Austin is also like Anastasia Steele. He used to be young, wide-eyed, and naive, but then he started hanging around with us, and it all started to go downhill. <laughs> uh, I mean, before this film, the most hardcore film that uh, Ozzy had seen was Hocus Pocus. <laughs> and then we forced him to watch Fifty Shades. I was speaking to Ozzy before and he didn't even know what BDSM was, what it stood for. He thought it was like a chain of clothes shops. <laughs> now, just like real court advocates, we may uh, not, oh sorry, we will be making the best case for our roles. These may or may not be our genuine opinions though. So do stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear our real thoughts. Which means this week, Dave has the most important role as he will be playing the judge. Now, Dave is also a little bit like Christian Grey. He's very diligent. He has a good memory, bordering on stalkers, you might say. And you probably wouldn't be surprised to find out he was into some really weird shit. <laughs> now, I mean, I mean, there must be a reason that, you, you know, you haven't let us see your new house yet, mate. What have you got in it? <laughs> what have you got in it? Right, now, Dave must decide which list the film should be placed on, hit or shit, based solely on the arguments put to him and not using his own opinion. But before we get started, I think we should give the listeners a better idea as to what the film's about. So let us spin the Wheel of Impressions. So here 
we read off the synopsis in the style of one of the cast or characters of the film. This week it's landed on Alex. Oh. So, how would we like Alex to read I mean, out? There's not much choice, is there? Why don't you just do a sexy voice? <laughs> a sexy voice. Can you sexy do that, Alex? I can do can a you sexy do, uh, voice. Can you do like a monotonous, uh, gruffly voice as though you're trying to dominate Gav? Uh, do I you mean, try and no problem. <laughs> <laughs> no and problem. Then, and then let's start straight away on it. This is this is identical. This is exactly how the all of dialogue happens. <laughs> We're starting the argument with the impression. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> very specific. Ozzie, did, did you hear about our D and D experience of the day or something? Is this what you're trying to hint at? <laughs> Easy. <laughs> what happens indeed? Let's not even tell people about D and D. Our credibility, what, what it was, is not since diminished. It's pretty loud. As I'm going to do a sexy voice. I'm going to keep it on specific. Okay. Literature student Anastasia Steele's life changes forever when she meets handsome yet tormented billionaire Christine Grey. Rose, a lucky woman. Thank you. <laughs> I feel that that could have gone either, you know, one or two ways. Rose could either call the police. <laughs> <laughs> or Only <be> once. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, I was sort of feeling a little bit like. <laughs> Thanks, Gav. Okay, so without further hesitation, Captain Dave, would you like to kick off proceedings, please? Yeah, okay, right. Um, so I haven't seen Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, but I'm aware of the phenomenon. And it was a phenomenon. You know, this was big. The book was big, and then this film kind of followed on. It was so this big. Was, this was a big deal. This was a big deal. There's, there's something to this. There has to be something. It can't all be smoke with no fire. So, guys, persuade me. You know, tell me about, I don't know, let's start with the plot. Let's start with the basic plot. Um, to be honest, Alex covered it off quite well there. Now, uh, Anastasia Steele is an English student and she has to go and interview Christian Grey, who is this, like, essentially Batman without Batman. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's Bruce Wayne. He's a, he's a very reclusive, handsome, charismatic billionaire. Now, Maybe he's exactly like Batman. <laughs> he is. He likes beating people up. <laughs> <laughs> he's got loads of money. <laughs> and it's, it's okay. the red room is like the, the Batcave. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's just Batman, but for... Uh, for, for middle-aged women. Uh, yeah, it's, it started out as like a Batman porn parody and then turned into Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, so, so far, you're so far, you're selling it to me. Just let Gav talk, I'm not going to say anything. So, so uh, her, her roommate was supposed to be interviewing Christian Grey. She's sick, so Anastasia has to go in her place. Now, they instantly hit it off. You know, he's very sort of um, brood, brood, broody. He's very sort of like, um, uh, it's, I wouldn't say... He's, he's in, and he sort of is intimidating a little bit, isn't he? Yeah, I'd say he was, yeah. I think, yeah. I think he's intimidating from the off. Yeah. But he's also handsome as fuck and he's got a lot of dough, you know. And mm. Anastasia, right, you know, they're connecting, they're talking about literature. She goes away and then later on, Christian, you know, sends her a couple of presents, bumps into her in the hardware store that <laughs> she works. Doesn't bump into her. He stalks her. I mean, yeah. Yeah, stalks her. Stalks her. yeah, yeah. Well, okay, right, he, he, he stalks her. Um, sounds like stalking. <laughs> <laughs> stalks her. <laughs> but, you know, when you're in love... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so is this is this a romantic film then, or is this a film about a stalker? Is this is this a bit like Every Breath You Take by the Police? Exactly. Where it's, it's romantic on the surface, but then you actually listen to it and observe, and it's like, no, this is about <laughs> stalking. Like, um, yeah, I mean, it's quite close to becoming uh, one of the Halloween films. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to have to say much. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> 
I'd watch this film. A Batman porn parody spliced with Halloween. You know, yeah. Yeah. who wouldn't want to watch that? That, that would have been a better film. <laughs> so, <laughs> it would have no, been exciting. So it, it, it's essentially like uh, about this sort of this guy who gets everything that he wants, and he is challenged by this young sort of impressionable girl. And it's about more about her realizing her power than it is, you know, him realizing his, because he's... Oh, <laughs> really? Is that yeah, what you yeah, got yeah, 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 yeah. Well, then, you know, yeah, because... What, when, think, he's, when, when she's powerfully bent over a desk and he's, like, beating her with a whip. Like, l- let's he's, not... She's really, in the, she's really in the driving seat. <laughs> no, let's one. not, like, mock, you know, like, the, the, the actions that they do within it. At the end of the day, it's all about sort of BDSM sex, yeah. right? Uh, but the thing is, is that she is... I'd say she lets everything happen that she wants to happen. You know, she kind of is negotiating this. She is the one that says, no, you know, um, if we're going to do this, I want to sleep in the same bed with you. I want to go on dates with you. Um, so I want he, to, he wouldn't, he wouldn't let her sleep in the same no, bed. So, so uh, in pre- previously w- with previous partners, he makes them sign a sort of a disclosure, non-disclosure form. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like a contract and it states in it what they can and can't do. Now, previously he's sort of given that to girls and you're under the impression that they've just signed it and gone, yeah, that's fine. And this seems to be, or what we get the impression the first time that somebody's kind of pushed back and said, no, I actually want to, I, I don't think that's you know sensible. First, there's quite a bit of like kind of reluctance from it to say like, this is a bit intense and, you know, having to sign a contract and I know you're very handsome, you've got a lot of money and, you know, we've got a lot of chemistry, but it does seem a bit odd. And then she's the first person to say, no, I want to review the contract and she kind of takes stuff out, she puts stuff in um, and the contract I'm talking about. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, she uh, all the acts that they do, she instigates, you know, she says, you know, I want to try this and I want to try that. And she lets him do those things. You know, it's not about him taking control as much as it is her. He's the dominant. So oh, it's, yeah. it's all about him taking control. Yeah, but then it? it's also about um, her taking control of the relationship eventually because at the end of the film, she says... She's literally called submissive though. Yeah, but I mean, that, that's the style of relationships. Yes, I know, but I'm just saying that she's not in control because she is actually the submissive in uh, the dominant yeah, relationship. Yeah, but for me, it's about showing that, you know, uh, like a, a submissive isn't just, you know, like that. You know, you can be a submissive in a relationship, but you can also have willpower. You can also have determination. You can also have power, you know, and, and she shows that for me because at the end, she walks away from it all and she says, no, you know, I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah, and anybody else maybe in that position, I know I would have, to be honest, I would have been like, yeah, fine, give, give us your money, you know what I mean? She takes a step away. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Was, I really, really didn't expect you to go on that one. one. I thought you were going to, yeah, I'd have left ages ago. No, 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 no. I'm sticking around way that, beyond the end of that film hey, because if I was a beautiful in that bedroom for Friday to Sunday. Fuck <laughs> me, if I, was in, if I was in that position, I would have been like, yes, Christian, I will have all the, you know. <laughs> oh, you'd have got a right That's spanking if you'd have called him Christian. What's he supposed to call him? Mr. Grey or Sir. It seems like a very formal relationship. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's talking about, you know, subs and doms. And let's not forget, this is based on a book. They haven't just made this shit up for a film. Mm. It's an extremely popular book, which a lot of, I would say mostly women, to be fair, 90% plus women um, have enjoyed. And they've, they've, well, I don't know. I mean, oh. Alex, Alex has read it. And also, you know... The, but you Alex, know. did you read it out of curiosity or did you read it for a yeah, good I was read? Yeah, I was just curious exactly. to see what it would be like. So I think I'm not sure if I was a target target audience. <laughs> no. I, I was. But no, but also, you know, I, I, it's got a big gay fan base as well. Yeah. And the, the, you know, the fact is, I don't no, I'm think sure it's everyone like, can enjoy the book and the film, but not this film. 
you know i just don't think like i don't think the book's very good and the thing is you know we started talking about plot there's not a lot of plot in it a lot of what gav was talking about there was just sort of like well this happens and this happens and it's the difference in relationship not not actually that many events happen they meet each other and then they just sort of go into this sub and dom relationship and really all it's hanging around is is just these scenes when you and this is what the book is as well this is why the book became so popular just in it for the sex scenes. I mean, that's what the film is. If you didn't have the sex scenes, you've got no film. That, that's that's the only thing that this film has. Yeah, but I think the you know that is a selling point in itself. So, so many other films have just got like kind of one aspect. And as you said, this is about the sex scenes. To be honest, I, I think it's about pushing sort of moral boundaries of blockbuster films. Oh, yeah, no, because I mean, how often do you see like BDSM in in Hollywood films? Yeah, but when we talk about BDSM, you know, I, I think you're right. It's not in Hollywood Hollywood films, and then anyone like this, there's a huge uh, like clapback from the BDSM community saying this is not at all what it's like because it portrays it as though anyone who's into kink or BDSM has to have some sort of like yeah. mentally trauma. unstable yeah. trauma in the childhood, and that's that's actually how he describes getting into it. You know, he's an orphan, and then his mum's mate like took advantage of him essentially, and. I think I think the Hollywood, Hollywood, it it up a Hollywood little bit, did. haven't they? To be you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sanitized. I think, but yeah. you know, I've seen that post from uh, you know speaking that community speaking out. But I think you also can't deny that there is another side to it, and the people who are abused and you know have an unsettling childhood do often develop uh, different tendencies and that type of thing. So. There's two sides to the coin, and I think, it, it, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, I th- I, no, I think Joel's right. It, it's important not to consider that as being a blanket. That's the community, and I think mm. people were worried that that would be because it's not been done before in a, in a yeah. film. I, and yeah. I think that's an easy, that's a, that's a very valid worry because mm. it's a huge blockbuster. Okay. But I, I, but, I think that, like, it shines a light on something that was before seeing well, I mean, you know, probably still is now because, you know, it's sort of like a taboo subject and, you know, like rightly or wrongly, I mean, I, th- I think wrongly, but it's viewed as sort of like strange or exotic maybe. And, you know, it was shedding a light to, to sort of normalize it and saying, right, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. there's nothing weird about this. It's just selling sex. And it absolutely is saying there's something weird about it because it brings it back to his childhood experiences, which makes it that he's yeah. fucked up and weird. And that's why that's yeah. the only way he can I, connect. I, 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 you know? And he says that several yeah. times throughout, right, you know, this, lot, this, yeah. I don't, I don't have relationships. So I don't really do this. Hammer that point home. Yeah, 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 I think throughout the film. I mean, yeah. I, and Gav's right about the thing: the sex is the only thing in the film. It's twenty minutes of a hundred-minute film. I mean, does any of that know. like damage their relationship? I mean, how would you categorize this? On, on the surface, I'd say it's, it's a romantic film. Is that mm. is that right? Is I there, think it was. A is there a romantic element? Yeah, to there it? definitely is a romantic. I think there was romance. I think the vibe that you meant to get is the Christian Grey. I think the the second they see each other, you meant to get this feeling. There's an attraction. There's a chemistry. I think that sort of comes across in that first scene, but then instantly it's gone. And again, I think I could stay on board with it throughout the interview. Awkwardness, you know, he's an attractive guy. She's clearly, uh, you know, besotted with him from the moment she sees him. She's also in a in a situation that she shouldn't have been in because it, she's standing in for a mate. She has to ask some uh, awkward questions. He clearly fancies her. So I think there's, you can see that chemistry in the and, first and, scene. But and, then and, from that point, 
And the idea is that she's an English lit major, so she's a romantic. She likes Hardy. She likes all of these romance, and she like it's the contrast between her romance. He just likes it, Hardy. (laughs) (laughs) You could say. You could say. (laughs) Okay, so it seems like there's there's romantic elements. It's it's definitely trying for that. Okay, so it's aiming for romance, but then I've got to say, it doesn't sound like the typical love story because Gav says at the end they go their separate ways. It's not like a tragic love story where one of them dies or something like that. They they split. Let's not forget, yeah, it's a trilogy. So this is part one, and and uh, as Gav hinted at, um, you know, she becomes a little bit stronger at the end of at the end of part one, and uh, kind of stands up to to Christian a little bit after after uh, that scene. She's not going to stand up very straight for a while. (laughs) Oh, hey, that was quite a beating. Stands up to him. Well, uh, yeah, she proclaims her strength, doesn't she? Yeah, she she basically says no to him, which he isn't used to hearing. Um, and obviously I presume that is going to be explored in, in number two or number three. Just if it follows the books and I know this is a bit off point, but I thought after the end of the first book, I thought it was pretty bad book. And then I was like, Oh, that's an interesting thing. She stood up to him. They're back together within by page four of, of the second one. So do you know what I mean? It's not, that's just a way of, that sounds like a problem for the sequel. I'm not too fussed about that right now. Okay. I've heard a bit about the plot. I want to hear about the script. I want to hear about the actual dialogue. Now, obviously it's coming from prose that can either play to its strengths or it can, it can be a a killing blow. I think it's a real real downside to this film. The, uh, the actual, the actual speech, the conversations, the interactions between the two characters. I mean, all, I think there's six speaking characters, I think throughout the, in the film. I may be a little bit wrong, but the six major speaking roles in the film. So it's very much focused on the couple, you're saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's when Gav was doing the things about you're Christian Grey, you're Anastasia Steele. There's pretty much no other characters in this. That's no bad thing. I mean, one of my my favourite films is Before Sunrise. You know, that's just... Don't, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. But that's just focused on on two characters. So I don't mind that. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, this is is no waiting for God, oh, mate. This is is not... You're talking about the script, right? And the book... Maybe it is based, some of the lines are taken out of the book, but the book is badly written. It is a very badly written book. I'm sorry, you know, it, it just isn't well written. And some of these lines, I, I think actually the, there's the main flaw in this is some of the lines are pretty cringeworthy and kind of don't yeah. come off. But for me, it's just the two actors. And do, I, they, I just, do, do they originate in the book though, these lines? Um, I'm come I, I mean, I can't, I can't, bit, I can't absolutely so, say for sure. Because I was going to bring the, the as it, how does it serve as an adaptation in later down the line, but we may as well do it now if it ties in with the scripts. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, so, it's, it's very true. I book. think that it's very, uh, just like Alex said, it's very true to the book. Apparently E.L. James had a lot of creative control on the film. Um, you know, she vetoed a lot of ideas from Sam Taylor Johnson. So, who's the director? Who's the director uh, when it came to adapting the script? So, she wanted to include, you know, more backstory for Christian. She wanted to include, like, certain. Uh, did she do? Dialogue. Did she do the screenplay as well? Um, uh, no, um, it was somebody Marcel Kelly Marcel. I think it was was the was the script writer. So you got the original source material author getting involved with the director and even the screenwriter. Yeah. But not the, not writing the screenplay. Yeah, well, I mean, essentially it's like, you know, J.K. Rowling, you know, um, having creative or control. Stephen King. Okay. R.L. <laughs> 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 Stein. That's a good comeback. That's a good comeback. I take your J.K. Rowling and raise you Stephen King. <laughs> now, now this, so for me, I think that it's very, 
R. L. Stein. <laughs> <laughs> I just twigged. It's that, a literary. That took, a few, that took a few seconds to, to sink in. Sorry, Gav. Continue. No, they, they say that R. L. Stein is the is the writer that Stephen King wish he was. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, yeah, so so yeah, so she had a lot of creative control. She had a lot of freedom when it came to the books. Uh, mm. uh, sorry, but the, the film being a- a- adapted. So you can't say that you know the the script isn't great. Well, I think it's just yes, that, like, can. why well, can't you? Well, why the I mean, hell can't you say that? I mean, the script for the film because it's based. It's a no, really no, no. faithful adaptation. Just, yeah, from ju- the book. just because it's based on the book doesn't mean you can then just separate. <laughs> you, you can separate the two and say we're judging the film, yeah. not the book. They made that decision to put that terrible dialogue into the film so so, so i you, think you can judge the script of it <laughs> right well okay well i think that sam taylor johnson it sort of knows that like some of it is just a bit shit right <laughs> okay no no i know right no so so like the thing is is that this is this is more than just a film this is like a phenomenon like dave said you know what i mean this is this was always going to be successful uh, and people read the books and people watch the film not for like the script, you know. They, they they don't want like you know flashy dialogue. They don't want lovely long soliloquies. They because are watching that wasn't it. in the book in the first exactly. Place. Yeah. So if that was to be put in, people would complain and say, "Hang on, what the f- what? they would not." So suggesting this I is mean, this is for the fans in a way. Yeah, exactly. This the the thing is, is that like you, you did say the book was kind of shit. So the book is shit. Yeah. I mean, it, even so. if they talk about word for word, then you know you can't jazz that up anymore. But like the thing yeah, is, but is, it makes a bad film. I, that, that's what I would say. But the thing is that this film wasn't made for us so you know we can't say like um you know th- this is just a completely bad film the movie well, that's what we is des- <laughs> <laughs> the movie is designed for specific people right so fans of the books fans of erotic films and uh, people who just want a bit of titillation Sorry. in the film no one was reading that book okay for the pros right do you know what i mean no one's yeah. reading that book no one's watching this film for but, the script do you know what i mean everyone's just watching it for the banging exactly you know? but people reading people, it for people the banging. watching and the, the banging wasn't even that good no it wasn't no, but people, people are, people are watching. i was going to ask about that at well, some so point as well people too. are watching that film because they were a fan of the book so whether they read the book because they wanted to read you know erotic Sometimes. fiction or you know they wanted to have a bit of titillation they would then become fans of the book otherwise you know why would you buy the next two or read the next two or whatever and then they would go and watch the film because you know they enjoyed the book so much okay but you say you're saying it we're not the target audience for it which is a fair point i don't think we were but is it how niche was this you know how big is its target audience was this film i compare this destined to... for, was it destined for success basically was it a safe bet where they could phone it in i compare this to twilight i think it's um a kind of similar audience it may be a little bit older, um, but yeah, it is pretty niche. But that, as I say, that doesn't necessarily mean, no, you mean it does feel a bit twilighty, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it does. Uh, yeah, hang on, let's just pause because Dave's edging to get some trivia out here. No, no, I, I was I was looking at you. I thought you could say it, but no, <laughs> no, 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 go on. Yeah. I, I am familiar with this bit. Actually, the uh, the book actually started out as Twilight fan fiction. Oh my god! Oh yeah, it, it actually did. Yeah, so it was online as a Twilight fan fiction. It was taken down because it was too raunchy. So Eel James adapted it and made it into you know. That's why her, her, first, her first choice for casting was Pattinson. I bet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, if you would have told me that this was fan fiction of anything, I would have said Batman. <laughs> 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 but anyway, moving on back to the point. <laughs> uh, uh, my my train of thought is gone. I think the thing is, is that like it is a, a success. So, so so you can't say that like oh you know it it, it wasn't successful and it was. 
thing is it made don't, don't I? No, no because it made like you know 600 million you know, worldwide gross that there wasn't film. a dry seat in the cinema exactly and you know the next two films made a combined like 800 million you know what I mean so these are successful films but we know that box office success is not exactly. necessarily equal that meaning it's good you know we've had this before with Suicide Squad exactly Less don't bring forget. Suicide Squad oh, we, we keep, well keep I doing will it. I will you know I'm just going to say the box office figures impressive though they may be yeah but that's not going to seal the deal I need to hear more I think we need to talk about the banging because we're, we're skirting around the issue the <laughs> elephant in the room is the this, banging this is the issue is it yeah this okay. is what the film I mean this is the entire thing that the book and the film is about No, the whole anticipation was what are we going to see how much are we going to see <laughs> what's going to be going on honestly that, 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 that is it no one was going like oh I wonder I hope they have that line when they're in the hardware store that was <laughs> such a good line you know no one's thinking that everyone's just like oh yeah, yeah. You know, is, is it, are you, are you this, a serial killer Dr. Day <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know for me, I just thought, you know, we t- touched on it just before as well. When oh, did we? About the sanitary, talking about the sanitised sex scenes. I didn't find these sex scenes particularly... I don't I, think I, they pushed I, the boundaries. I didn't think they were very exciting. No, not I very exciting. Found, I found them less exciting than the boring dialogue, Yes, to be perfectly honest. It, it felt like it was very much studio exec, so out of, out of, you know, it was all like, right, you've got to have this mount, you've got to have this mount. You, she gets naked quite a lot, Dakota Johnson. He yeah, doesn't. He yeah, really he doesn't. doesn't. The, the, you see at the top of his dong about <laughs> one split second. I love the way in this show we use the word dong, but in normal <laughs> life nobody uses that word. Yeah, I haven't heard that word for years. Hey, listen, well, I'm we're trying it to... Yeah. I'm bringing it back. We're trying to get a more PG-friendly vibe. <laughs> yeah, what do you want yeah. to well, say? we failed that PG- episode wait, one. What this we... is not the episode to <laughs> okay, do a PG-friendly okay. vibe. The top, the top of his penis is seen... Would, would you say the, the top or would you say it's the bottom? I'd say it was the uh, base of his penis. Base, no, yeah, base is a better one. You see the base of his penis. She's naked all the way like all the way through those scenes. I, I don't really understand. I didn't really yeah. get that why he wasn't more naked. Well, I think... He's the dom. Do what he wants. I mean, that is kind of true. He's going to pull his pants off at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. but, but I think there's got to be a line somewhere in Hollywood between these sex scenes and just making it, you know, making the sex scenes into porn because that is essentially. Let's not forget what the book is. I mean, it's yeah. it's pretty exactly. graphic, isn't it? In certain cases, and they, they've got to draw the line somewhere. So, so he keeps his kex on, and the line is drawn just right after where she's now, just well, naked. I don't know. All, all I don't know what, what what you know is shown in the book, but. I think showing a bit of dong is perhaps a little bit worse than showing, you know, word, exactly yeah. hanging that dong. Is, what what is, is wrong with hanging dong again? <laughs> what, 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 I think so, it's just bit, I think it's just viewed as a little bit more, you know, hardcore, isn't it? Then yeah, yeah. If you see a dong you, you, on screen, if you see a dong, you know, you're on. You're not watching a film. You're watching. Yeah, we well, could have pushed those boundaries. Yeah, to be honest, Brucey, to be honest, if you want to go and watch porn, <laughs> go watch porn. What's your problem, man? They, I don't tell me. Yeah, they, yeah, tell yeah. me. The, tell me the people who spent eight hundred million watching these films. If you want some dong in HD, <laughs> I wish. I wish. That's yeah, deep. no. So the thing is, it's like it was always going to be restricted. I think anybody who was like sort of like, do what are we going to see in this? If they really wanted to see, had to bring that up, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Just to explain, Alex had to give back a TV that he he loved. It's still pretty raw at the moment. Top of that dog would have looked incredible (laughs) in that 50 inch (laughs) (laughs) HD screen. Maybe that's why you didn't enjoy the film. Honestly, I'm so bitter. Because you lost your TV. I'm so bitter. I watched it in 4K, and you know what? I'm I'm lying. I actually really enjoyed the film. Was it like the dong was, was coming right at you? <laughs> just that, just those, that inch and a half that I could I see. 
was amplified massively because it was on this 50-inch TV. Uh, so it was... Well, it was exactly. Massive. You imagine what the audience saw in the initial in viewing the of the cinema. In the cinema. <laughs> With surround sound yeah. as well. <laughs> in IMAX. But sorry, Gav, we interrupted you. Um, I've done last <laughs> no, 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 I can't I genuinely can't remember. <laughs> okay, I did Talk have about one... the sex scenes. I did, oh, yeah. Okay, anyone got anything to add about the sex scenes? Because it seems to... Yeah, unless, no, I think that, right, like... Do you want me to tell you where I stand on the sex scenes at the moment? It sounds to me like you say this is what people turned up for. Mm-hmm. They turned up for the sex scenes, but both Austin and Alex have said these sex scenes are quite underwhelming and that the studio execs have reined them in. So the very thing that people have turned up to see mm. isn't necessarily going to be delivered. It seems like they've gone to painstaking levels of bringing in the script and the, and the dialogue into it, you know, to keep it accurate. But this key factor of the, of the book is now missing from the film. Would mm-hmm. you agree? Or it's been diluted at any rate. Well, the thing is, is that it was always going to be diluted. You know, it's a Hollywood film. It's not a porno. They want to have a lower age rating because they want to appeal to more people as to many films. You know, that's why, you know, you hardly get any uh, R-rated films. I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily care that it was, um, it was reined in. It's just that it's not exciting. It doesn't feel believable. It just feels, it's just boring. But is that Literally again because boring. it's not made for you? You're not the target audience, is it? Because you're yeah, not is in that, that because, bracket. Is I, it because I, you watch a lot of weird porn? You know, we're going <laughs> we're, we're to be thinking about it. Maybe that is it. Maybe. <laughs> were you confused that there weren't any plumbers up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never seen. I mean, that's why I was going to. It does have that going for it. It's got an original plot line as far with as. No, yeah. With no plumbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was really upset when we watched Super Mario, to be honest with you. <laughs> We've lost Alex. We've lost Alex. That's the the thing you're never gonna get. Like full on, like proper Pornhub quality stuff in Hollywood film. Like what? Like what would you like to have seen? Well, I'll show you my, I'll show you my search history. I'll show you my search history in a bit. No, see, that's, that's the thing. Now it was always, it was always going to be a bit, you know, a bit sanitized, as Alex said. But like, it's about how they did it, how they filmed it. You know, the chemistry between the actors, which I think was actually really good. As you've said, it wasn't exciting. But you know, we don't know what type of porn he watches. <laughs> no. I think we do. <laughs> <laughs> now, now for me you know both the actors they looked like they had real chemistry I read later on that the sex scenes were some of the uh, the, well, the last uh, scenes that they shot because they wanted the actors to have more time to get to know each other and build a real rapport and that it was actually a really stripped back production crew so a lot of the scenes were filmed on um remote control cameras or it would just be Sam Taylor Johnson in the room to have a more intimate feel and I think that really paid off I think you can really see sort of like an intimacy yeah real intimacy between the two of them and that's why I was saying if we go back to BDSM the fact that you know when you talk about BDSM in films it's always looked as something strange something exotic whatever here you're showing that you can have a really intimate just normal sorry relationship there are intimate sex scenes, but they're the ones where they're not in the BDSM situation. The BDSM situation is not intimate. Yeah. She's like slapped across the front of a desk. She's gagged. She's like got an eye patch. She got, you know, she can't look over her eyes. I mean, yeah, I'm eye not patch. saying they're not. I'm not <laughs> eye patch. <laughs> Sorry, not. not. But, yeah. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> got a bit of pirates. <laughs> 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 I, I think you're thinking about PDSM. <laughs> 
But I, I, I think uh, I, I think that you can get both arguments that are in there, right? And they're both they're both you know writers. There's intimacy within that section. She's trying to make it more intimate. He's trying to introduce her to his world. But um, his world is actually essentially just an abusive relationship to her. That that's kind of the way that's portrayed. And maybe that's part of the trilogy. Maybe that grows. So is it, rom- is it romantic I, or is it a more I, of I, an I think it's controlling, yeah, massively oh, yeah. controlling. So the first scene... As in, in the, the domination side of it is controlling uh, or does it slip uh, out into the rest of the it relationship? It slips out into the rest of the relationship, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that is the relationship. He's the relationship the is he is in charge. So even when they're out of the, the, yeah, the playroom, yeah, yes. the red room, whatever oh, it's yeah, called? Yeah, he comes to her work when they first see then he, he finds her in some bar. Some, somehow he's able to find her within 30 seconds, comes and rocks up and then... Um, so and stalking, he, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then he goes; she goes home for a bit to get away from him. I, I, Suddenly, I, rocks up in the other side of the country. Rocks I, up, and I just don't think this the book would have been as popular, or the film would have been made post Me Too. I just don't think it would have been. I just think with the violence against women. Oh, I well, think you're right. To be I honest, right. So what I was going to say, what I thought was was what I got from it, right, which I thought was quite interesting. I mean, I don't know if anybody else picked up on this, but she is very uh, fearful, you know, obviously really apprehensive about getting into like BDSM sex. But the thing about this film for me, when it comes to BDSM is that that is like the normal thing. So the actual love making, so, you know, like the the sex, you know, make love though. Yeah. He fucks hard. Right. (laughs) So the, the hard fucking, right. Is that a line? No, full on quote. Yeah. But the thing is, the thing is, is, is what I like about, that like you can tell that they were taking the piss a little bit with that because there's no way that that is a serious line you know like it's a kind of like zoom in on his face almost you know like fuck zoom hard you know like there's no it's way is that, is that, yeah. from the book? That, must, that, that must have taken them ages to film that and, and not see the one yeah. oh if I'll fuck you into next week. Yeah. I'll, no, I'll, no. If you were my girl, yes, yeah, you wouldn't uh, be able to sit down for a week. Or yeah, something. something like that. Yeah. And she's no. Like, oh. so, so what? So what I was saying was that like the BDSM part of it, the actual sex is the normal part, and it's actually the relationship bit that is the really weird, strange, you know, like thing that she should be fearful for. Which it and sounds that, like it turns sour. Exactly. So later on, she she realizes this, and when she kind of stands up to him and walks away from the relationship, that's her kind of taking control and becoming dumb, becoming you know the. Powerful one, whereas she's not becoming Dom. Well, she just says, "Don't hit me anymore," and walks off. That's not Dom. Well, you know, like it's you know, as Dom she as, ends the relationship. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, she she ends the relationship. Well, she's becoming dominant. You know, not in the relationship, but within herself. Okay. Uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you to cover was essentially the cast, the the actors, and the performances they give. Sounds like there's only really two people to discuss, and but I want to really want to hear about how they interact with each other because obviously this has got a hinge on their chemistry. Yeah. The, the, there isn't much. I, I didn't think there was much interaction. I, I, I couldn't re- really tell. I, I wasn't sure whether it was meant to be awkward because it's the first meeting or what, but... Yeah, I, 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 I would say this film really, really hung on... Dakota which, Johnson. You know, and, we, we, uh, the, the two main characters, really. And I, I just don't think they did a good enough job in it. Like, I think a lot of those lines do sound ridiculous and do sound cheesy, but I think they could have been pulled off a little bit better like that, I fuck hard, you know. That would have been a, an okay line, but it just wasn't delivered quite well enough. The chemistry between them, it, it, it just doesn't feel very... You're not interested in it. You don't find them particularly interesting characters, and I, I do think that's their, that's their portrayal. I think, actually, of all the kind of things you can say about this film, the chemistry between uh, the two characters, uh, Jamie Dornan and Dakota Johnson, is actually one of the better things about this film. Like, you know, as Gab said, um, they filmed all like the dialogue before the sex scenes, and then you can kind of really tell in the sex scenes there is 
actually a bit of chemistry there. And um, it is pretty much about those two. There is a bit of a supporting cast, but uh, they don't really have many lines and stuff. But the chemistry is definitely one of the biggest selling points, and it's definitely probably the biggest thing that they needed to to, to get right, other than um, you know their actual performance in in delivering the lines. And you know, let's be fair here. If you said that line, I would kind of put money on it that most people would make it sound pretty fucking bad. Yeah, but, I mean, that's why you pay him loads of money, though, don't you? Well, yeah, but, I mean, you know, how do you make that sound better than it is? I mean, I can like try. <laughs> yeah, like do you know that. What, you know what? Um, so, forgetting about cast, character, story, and all that, because they're all shit. You know what I thought was, <laughs> do you know what I thought wasn't terrible? The soundtrack was all right. It was yeah, a nice soundtrack new was take great. On, um, Good soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice. Yeah, there was right. loads of nice takes on on yes. songs that you would have already yeah. heard before. That some people covers. Re- yeah, so like well, remakes covers of their own, remakes of their own songs essentially, oh. and also a um, really original and unique like just score in the background from Danny Elfman. So I, I, when I saw his name at the beginning, Danny I thought Elfman. like, yeah, I, know. I, said, I know. Tim Burton's yeah. partner in crime, yeah. Danny I Elfman. thought there was going to be some sex scenes with like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, but actually they, they, and those bits were really, and, the, and the, the incidental music was actually really nicely yeah. played But there was out, no but, like typical Danny Elfman score over uh, the sex no, it was, it, there was some Danny Elfman's score <laughs> over the, I mean, not it, over it, the BDSM yeah, stuff no, in the But it was, no, it was nowhere like, well that just seems like a waste of an Elfman. It wasn't like a yeah. It wasn't really Danny Elfman at his full potential. No, it felt very much like. Well, I think it felt very much like Danny Elfman, and then suddenly you were snapped out of the enjoyable moment. And you know what? Actually, some of the visuals of non-sex scenes was really well shot. Mm. I think it was actually like really? that business meeting. Yeah, yeah, I'd that say was beautifully shot. So cinematography, yeah, yeah cinematography. So, oh, I wouldn't all say the cinematography. I'd, I'd say there's a couple of good scenes. I wouldn't say the cinematography in general. It's a lot. The shots What's are mainly. Scene? It would have uh, got me into well, photography. So many. <laughs> <laughs> mainly, it's just room two people talking over the shoulder shots. Yeah, yeah, There's not a lot more line. than that going. Yeah, on. no. But the thing is, is that, so that's what I've got down here. I think it's directed pretty well. You know, those scenes where it's just as you said, like over the shot. Um, you know, over the shoulder shot. It, you know, they, they could just be bland. They could be awful. How it's not a lot to work with. Like some of the lighting that um, Sam Taylor Johnson uses, like the the, the furniture. Like, you know, like the kind of the the props that they used in the rooms. The kind of um, the way that they sit. You know, that kind of um, that scene where they're signing the document and they're at either sides of like a really long table and there's like this this um sort of backlight yeah. in the back and it's like this like intense yellow light and it creates this like really kind of visually pleasing atmosphere and you know it's i think it is really well filmed and some of the cinematography as ozzy was saying some of the panoramic shots of seattle you know and some of the uh, you know when they're driving I think around it makes it and, feel glamorous i, I, I think I, it, it yeah. tries to capture I, some of that uh, the wealth, wealth, yeah, yeah, yeah that's and what it does. It yeah. And I think it does do that. I, I, I would say I wouldn't disagree yeah. with it, but I, I, I kind of wouldn't say it's like it's not, it's not incredible. It's, it's not, not you it's watching not it going like, what film, will yeah. this next shot? Be? I know. Well, I'm not saying like it's like Kubrick has directed it, but yeah. it's it was good for Fifty Shades of Grey, is what I'm saying. It was unexpected. And it, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay. Thank you. Yeah, I think I think that covers it. Unless anyone's got anything they'd like to add, I'd say uh, I just don't want you to dwell on that as being the last thing you hear the rest of the film is shit. Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> that it, it's not quite, it's not quite Kubrick, but it's good. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I'm done. I've heard everything I want to hear. Uh, what next? 
Well, I've got a quiz if you need some time to deliberate. Oh, go on then. Okay. Actually, no, I don't think we need a quiz. No, I'm going to do this. <laughs> I, I wrote it this time already. Right. So uh, these are some questions about sex in films. I could not think of a clever name, I'm sure. If anyone can think of a clever name for this quiz as I'm doing it, you get two points. The juice okay. quiz. <laughs> two points. <laughs> two points to Joel. Wet and wetter. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to go. stick with juice quiz. It's going to be hard to beat that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, what about this? Mm, that's tired isn't okay. it? yeah that's a bit unoriginal I'm going to give you one point just because you're trying hard thanks man thanks <laughs> okay uh, question one to the nearest year when was the first ever orgasm shown in cinema Ooh. to the nearest oh, I know year this one. <laughs> um, 19 I'm going to go mad and say like 42 I'm going to say 50 I was thinking 42 I'm going to say 1938 I'm going to go 1960 I'm saying 58 Okay, Dave's the closest. It was actually 1933. Wow. It was Ecstasy, a Czech film starring Hedy Lamarr. And I've actually seen it, and it's a really good scene. Hedy Lamarr. Yeah. It's really really well done, actually. Okay, question two. Um, In Hollywood, the age-based rating system was adopted in 1965. Does anyone know what was used to judge whether films were appropriate before then? In Hollywood, in America. They would send the child in to watch a film and if it came out crying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, come on, this is cinema history. So, so, they said, so before, or was it just hype? Before 1965. <laughs> this is a marketing. This is you need how- to be tall enough to ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, sorry. <laughs> no, it wasn't hype. Is, it, is this in the UK or in the US? In the US. In the US. I don't know. Um, it's pretty, fa- pretty, pretty famous okay. system. No, yeah. go on. The Hayes Code. What's the Hayes Code? The Hayes Code was created by Hollywood to... They created themselves to stop uh, federal government censorship because everyone was going mental about the Hollywood industry in 1930 being too lewd, basically, because it was showing people kissing. (laughs) So they decided to come up with the Hayes Code. Uh, And one of its principles was to depict correct standards of life. Mm. So if you remember the, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn quote in... Mm. Um, oh, and that's why that exists. In Gone, Gone with the Wind. No, they had to really fight to get damn into it. That's, yeah. that's, that's the level they had to do it. Frankly, my dear. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't really like you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I sort of thought you would know that, so now uh, question three is going to be really hard. Do you know what any requirements for the Hayes Code were? No swearing. Oh, I, I there was scared, absolutely no swearing. Scared needs to be of a certain it. length. Can't no, show that knees. That is true, no knees. Um, no kissing, no macking on, ste- on, on no, screen. No, they could have kissing. No shoulders. Touching. Okay. Uh, you got to be specific. No swearing. Touching. Absolutely uh, no swearing. Uh, uh, like, you you can only use this certain area here. Just just the belly just is, the is belly. what you're indicating. Yeah. Um, actually, <laughs> I'd say kissing. a firm hand on the shoulder is probably all. <laughs> that's all I need. Was uh, it just <laughs> I think that's good enough. Was it just related to sex and nudity, or was it like violence as well? I mean, there was, was no nudity. Yeah, sex, violence. It was all. So it was, it was like no blood or something like that. Yeah, it? there'd be no blood in it as With well. Violence, Can right. have a point for that. Uh, women always had to have at least one foot on the floor at all times. Yeah. At all times. Sorry. And there was no horizontal kissing. So you could kiss, but you could not be doing it you horizontally. <laughs> Got to be vertical kissing. I know. What if they were kissing on the bed, but it was filmed like it, they were standing up? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would have been fine. I think. Yeah. Okay, coming, coming to modern day, uh, actors will often wear modesty patches to cover up their skin when they're doing sex scenes. Yep, I do it down the baths. <laughs> do you, I know you do. Do you know what male actors have to put on their junk? On their junk? Yes, or put their junk in. 
She like likes some sort of sock. Sock or pouch. Or Elsie gets it. Yeah. It is called in the industry a cock sock and has a drawstring on it. You put it all in and you just draw the drawstring. Also, American Pie was based in truth. It was. It yeah. was. It was. Respect uh, <laughs> my hairy ass. <laughs> <laughs> Question five. Do you all know who Ron Jeremy is? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, you do. We watched yeah. the porno together, I know. did we? <laughs> there was a porno, actually. It was a film. Sure. It was a film with some, you know. Yeah, it was a I film. I around the corner from a guy who has been in a film with Ron Jeremy. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Omar, is it? Omar, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Omar, you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I played football with him once. Ron Jeremy. <laughs> five aside. Five aside <laughs> football with Omar, yeah. That was... I was going to say, I'm sure we've had this conversation before. And, and, yeah, said, and made a song have, about yeah, it. Yeah. 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 His <laughs> penis was so long. There was a song about I remember the song distinctly. Yeah. His, his penis was so big. He, I'm gonna they re- could I'm be gonna, the other four players. I'm going to go and find the MP3 put for the that. song. Put I'll just put it on the end of this podcast. Five aside team, just having his day. That's the one. That's the one. It could be our last episode to make it. Okay, so question five. Ron Jeremy is a very famous porn star who has also appeared in many mainstream films. How many credited appearances do you think he has closest to get? In porn? In, in nope. all in films? According, According to IMDb, right. as an actor. not including porn then? Oh, it's including everything. Oh, it's, it's porn so it I, is including on IMDb? Porn. Porn included yes, it is. Really? Yes, it is. Oh. Alex said that with such conviction. Well, I've done my research <laughs> for this quiz. Uh, 60, 69. 69. <laughs> good, a good, I think he's going to be a, a good start. enough money to make sure that stays at 69. I'm going to say well. like uh, 400. 400. I'm going to say 474. Oh, very specific. Well, I was going to yeah. say 300. Are you kind of hoping it's not that exact number? <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad if that's the exact number. I'm going to say 327. Okay. Dave's right because it's 1,512. I suppose yes. so. So close. A, uh, a bonus point. By the way, I'll give bonus points if you can name any of them. Yes. Um, he made a cameo in the Ghostbusters. He did. Yeah. He was in that. He was and he was that. also in a film called One-Eyed Monster, which me and Bruce watched. <laughs> he, was. he was. In which his penis uh, was bitten off and it became a monster that killed people. It did. It's better than it sounds. <laughs> uh, he's also been in three films, which I found just having a little skip through, which was Karate Kid XXX. <laughs> I know it jumped out at me I mean the, yeah. one of the main trilogy no uh, sexual in your endo <laughs> and uh, relax he's my stepdad oh yeah I wow know, I know I hope that doesn't come after Karate Kids I know it's just Karate Kid with uh, Vin Diesel alright <laughs> <laughs> uh, question six what is the only X-rated, which is now not used, X-rated film to ever win an Oscar. Oi. X-rated film to X-rated. win an Oscar. So before, there used to be, they're now R-rated in America, but there used to be X-rated. What's the only film that was X-rated what, what, to ever uh, win? What Oscar? Uh, best Picture. Best, best Picture. Best Picture, wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's probably an old was one. It, I can give you was a Was it clue Karate Kid X? <laughs> it was. Uh, John Voight is in it. Oh, Midnight Cowboy. It is Midnight oh, Cowboy. Yeah. Well done. Okay, very good. Uh, okay, this is a tricky one. What year and what film had it argued, but I'm going to go with this one, the first ever in, uh, interracial kiss? It's a tricky one. Oh. Guess who's coming to dinner? Uh, no. Mm. I reckon that will have been in the 70s. Interesting. Um, yeah, I reckon it, Let's go with year then, because it's too hard to do film. 72. I'm, I'm going to say... I'm going to go... 50, 1950. Uh, I'm going to say... 
58. I'm going to go 69 again. Okay, okay. <laughs> 1969. Gav gets it, 1957. Back on... Uh... Harry, Bolof- Harry Belafonte and I think it was Jane Fontaine in Island in the Sun. One thing they on, both uh, got. An, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Nice An incredibly large amount of shit. For doing oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, yes. I, can ima- I can imagine actually. Yeah. Back on uh, Ron Jeremy. Have you guys ever seen <laughs> Old Gasmo? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's sorry. fucking hilarious. That's one of my favourite like comedy films, films that I keep ever. forgetting about. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's my uh, my mum caught me watching that once, and she thought <laughs> I was watching a porno, and I'm like, it's a porn, it's, it's art, it's art. <laughs> it's, it's a genuine film. Why is your hand in your pants then? <laughs> Why is there a sock on your penis? Why is that guy got a dildo on his head? <laughs> okay, um, and my last question, question eight, the thirty sixth. AVN Awards were held in January 2019 this year. Um, what are these more commonly known as? Adult Video Network. Oh, the the, the Nobbies or something, the Dick, Dickies? They can be called that. They're Porn Oscars, they oh, are. Right. The okay. Porn Oscars, okay. And if you can name some categories of a year, you can best pick dong. up some points. <laughs> best <laughs> Dong is not in there. I checked for Best Dong. Uh, best long, Longest Dong? The Long Dong? <laughs> <laughs> there is no Long Dong. I mean, do long they bother dong. with Best Actor? Or? They do. Best actor, best actress, best actress, best, actress. best supporting oh. actor, best orgasm. No, no best supporting, oh. no best orgasm. Best, oddly best enough, did they do, scene. Did they do best score? Uh, they don't do best score. <laughs> not that I found. They best do. Having looked at it, they do do best director. And having look at the uh, looking through the previous ones, a lot of women are working in porn. And it, actually, porn is a more. It's better diversity than it is in and Hollywood. Rachel. Yeah, yeah, wow. massively. Honestly, it's, it's it was pretty good. They've also got um, best male newcomer. Huh? Best uh, <laughs> uh, male and female performer, which is different from actor and actress. Best action thriller, best drama, uh, best girl-girl scene, best girl-boy scene. No best boy-boy scene, which I found a little bit odd. Favourite camming cosplayer, which I did not understand whatsoever. Um, and my favourite one, there was uh, the best group sex scene, and the people who won it this year was Tori Black, Jessa Rhodes, Mia Malkova, Albella Danger, Kira Noir, Vicky Chase, Angela White, Anna Fox, Bambino, Mick Blue, Ricky Johnson, R- Ryan Driller, and Alex that must Jones. Have cost a fortune <laughs> and all that. I know. Can you imagine how long those speeches lasted? <laughs> Probably longer than the film. Uh, right. Okay. longer than I would have watched it. I would check out. There's, there's also a category for best transsexual um, performer as well. Honestly, oh, check yeah. it out. I was actually pleasantly surprised at how okay, pretty good the yeah. AVN awards are. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, well, thank you very much for that, Alex. Um, You're welcome. So, Dave, have you come to a decision? I have. I have. I was thinking what about think? it. Yeah. <laughs> See, there's a, there's a couple of things that were... The, you know what? You, you guys are going to do a good job defending this, I've got to say. Because I thought this film had been pretty much written off by critics. That's about what I knew about it. Um, but you made a good point. You know, it has been faithful to what the fans expected. Okay, the book may have not been that great in the first instance, but, you know, someone was going to make a film out of this sooner or later. The book was that phenomenal. It had to be done. And, you know, they've been fairly true to the book, apart from one thing. You say that the uh, the sex scenes were reined back in, and you also said that they're the very reason that people bothered to pick up the book in the first place. And with that in mind, the fact that the very thing that people picked up the book for, the very thing that Alex said people went to see the film in the cinema for, has been diluted. It begs the question whether this film actually should have been made, or if it was just a money grab. And for that reason, and for all the other reasons why people have said why it's no good, this is going to go on the shit list. I think you're going to regret that. (laughs) (laughs) Genuine opinions. 
Alex? Uh, it's, it's a really bad film. <laughs> it's a really, really poor film. So I pretty much said everything I felt about yeah. that film. Yeah. Um, just just very boring. And the sex scenes, just like Dave said, I mean, Dave, Dave cracked it on that one. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I, I did my best to find some redeeming features in it. And I was about to turn it off because I was bored uh, last night. And then when I just checked, I had literally like six minutes left of it. So I did a stay in. What, what was came your back in. What was your comment on the WhatsApp group? That there's more believable storylines. Oh story yeah, there's more better storylines on Pornhub than there is. In, um, I've right, seen yes. far better, I've, probably longer than that as well. They involve plumbers. I thought it was awful. It was pretty bad. Everything yeah. I know about electrics, I've learned off Pornhub. <laughs> Sound like he's such a fucking shit electrician. He's a hell of a plumber, though. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought it was it was very bad. I did, uh, I did agree with Ozzy though with the cinematography and the score. Very, very good. Everything else, they're not good at all. And I even don't think the chemistry between the two leads is that great. To be fair. Um, yeah, it's just it's not it's not good for the script. It's just fucking bad. It's just very very bad. Like watching it was like I watched it with uh, with Shabon, and um, she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm well up for watching this." To be honest, and, and, and within about the first fifteen minutes, we were both like, "Oh god, this is actually boring." Should we go to bed? <laughs> Put Pornhub on. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Joel, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I can't really say anything that you guys haven't said. Although, you know. I do feel sorry for you not having to, uh, you know, enjoy it on your big HD TV. So. <laughs> <laughs> when you get when the sequel, oh no, there is two. Are the sequels yeah, even sequels, out? Yeah, there are. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, Watch I don't, them on your don't new worry, TV. When man. I get the new TV, when it's finally back here, to back, cannot wait to see. It. And I just hope there's a little bit more dong. Yeah. Uh, well, me too. To be honest, me too. But I was reading some other triv that um, Jamie Dolan uh, put in a contract that he would not be getting his lad out. Um, his his lad would stay it's cool family. Now. I don't know why you wouldn't. His, his, his I've seen Chris Pine's dong recently. Why have we suddenly started calling it a lad? Can we not? <laughs> yeah, can yeah, not be yeah. consistent for okay, okay. Yeah, right. Where did you see Chris Pine's? Uh, that lad? film where he's the Scottish guy. What's he called? Alex the, the Bruce. Oh, what the old? Does he get his ladder? He gets it, he gets his dong out. Yeah. Who? Chris Pine. So if you want to see, oh, you know, in wow. that, um, maybe we can review that next time. And you know what? You know what? We'll wait until Bruce gets his new telly. I'm just gonna. To be honest, I'm just going to go right up to the screen. <laughs> I think I think we need to have a special bonus dongs on trial episode <laughs> where we just review some of Maybe the best dongs. Should, should have been best dongs. I feel like we've missed yeah. about a bit. Dong feels. <laughs> uh, okay, so is it higher or lower than our previous film on trial? <laughs> the Grand Budapest. So the Oscar winning. I'm going to say lower just for kicks. Yeah. Lower. lower. So lower. Grand Budapest Hotel on Rotten Tomatoes had 90. 1% critical and 80 86% audience 50 shades of grey oh, I mean you could have guessed 24% critical 41% audience That's actually lower than I thought you can see yeah. it's higher than I thought to be honest I feel like we've reviewed a lot of shit films recently well you know blame our f- friends followers and fans to be honest because yeah, well that's not that's <laughs> not actually no it's I'm sorry I'm sorry for- to be fair Brucey pulled it out the hat and then was like 
Yes, definitely this. I've got this on Blu-ray. <laughs> um, so once again, I put up a poll on Twitter over the weekend to ask our friends and followers which list Fifty Shades of Grey should be placed on. A whopping 89%, I think this is the highest we've ever had, of our listeners decided that it should be placed on this shit list. Thank God. <laughs> um, so before we adjourn the case, uh, it's time for a bit of a caption contest. So here I take a screenshot of the film, place it on Twitter, ask our friends and followers to provide a funny caption with the best one winning a frog-shaped chocolatey treat. Uh, so the scene I've got here is Anastasia blindfolded and tied up mouth agape in assumed ecstasy so you guys have just got to pick out the funniest one I have done a quick retail by the way thank you (laughs) right okay oh no I'm not reading that one or that one Um, okay number one Uh, when he's a two in the face but a ten below the waist (laughs) Uh, number two this little piggy went to market Uh, number three it's just a really long list and then and that concludes the places you can and can't jizz this evening Uh, next one is just a scene from the room Um, you're tearing me apart Lisa Um, oh sweet mystery of life at last I found you at last I know the secret of it all I don't know what the hell no anyway oh here we go OMG this is the best Fredder I've ever had Uh, 50 shades of bird box and <laughs> Marco Polo. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the, the, Fred, the Freddo one for me. Either Freddo or Little Piggy. Yeah, Little I'll Piggy. I like Marco Polo. But... Right, I think uh, it's, right, it's out of Freddo or Little Piggy. Dave, you've got the deciding vote. Freddo. Freddo. Okay, congratulations to our good friends, the cinema guys. You have just won yourselves a flippity Freddo. <laughs> right, okay. So... Just before we call it a day, I wanted to give a shout out to one of our podcasting friends, the IMDb Movie Podcast. Now, this is a very good podcast. We haven't spoken about them for a while. Two lovely Australian gents, and they are basically working their way through the 250 best films on IMDb. Uh, They do in-depth reviews every week, and they are very, very entertaining to listen to. You can follow them on Twitter, at IMDb Journey. So, next week's film has been pulled out of the hat at random, and it is National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon, the lethal weapon slash buddy cop action parody. Now, it was recommended to us by long-time listener Sean Bateman. He, to be honest, he has recommended a lot of films for us to do. Uh, I'm not going to lie, though, not a great deal have gone into the hat because I don't even think Johnny Cochran could have put them on the hit list. But uh, hopefully <laughs> we'll do a good wow. job of trialling. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Cochran reference. Uh, uh, as if this episode hasn't been <laughs> controversial, controversial enough. enough. We, we just whack a bit of OJ right at the end there. So uh, hopefully we'll do a good job of trialling Lethal Weapon. Now, the roles have been picked at random. So in the role of defence is going to be Dave in the role of prosecution is going to be myself and Austin and in the role of judge is going to be Alex. Unfortunately, we're not going to have Joel next week. I'm sorry. So just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's listened to this episode. Please remember to like, share and subscribe. Tell your friends and your family. Give consent to enjoying our show <laughs> through a lengthy and legally binding contract. Just spread the warm love that is Film Central and as many ears as possible. And speaking about spreading warm love, let us know what you thought of our review of Fifty Shades of Grey on our Twitter page at Film Charles. And check out our fantastic graphic artist, Winston Sang, at the underscore quirks. Check us out on all the social media etc etc so just like christian gray next week we'll have a loaded weapon and we'll be unloading it in your ears <laughs> so oh Jesus what? that is a that is an apt description anyway goodbye <laughs> 
side team, sitting still. Yeah. Other side team, sitting still. Yeah.